This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Chad. And together, we're a pair of normal guys. That's true. As normal as could be expected, I guess, though. Yeah, that's very much true. Well, so we're back. That's right. <laughs> and a week later than what we had originally said after that grand Christmas episode of debauchery. Mm-hmm. Yep. Down but not out. The Yule Lads. Yeah, Yule Lads are everywhere. <laughs> I think I met some of them over the, the break. Oh, really? Did you get yeah. visited by a Yule Lad or two? Yeah, there was the arm sticker and the, <laughs> there was the uh, systematic torturer. I got visited by the pink slipper. Yeah, the pink slipper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the yeaster smasher. That's right. Mm -hmm. All the ones you didn't hear about. Yeah. We won't, we won't discuss how they got no. their names, but no. yeah, they, they exist. <laughs> Did you get any clothes for Christmas? Uh, yeah, I got. Oh, so then you didn't have to worry about the Yule Cat. I didn't cat. have to worry about the Yule Cat coming in. He I didn't get a scratching any, post. I didn't get any clothes. I did. I got a jacket. Got a. I don't know. A couple things. I know we got some pants. I got a uh, way cool Boba Fett ink pen made nice. out of old uh, shell casings. That's good. That's very good. And my uh, mug made f from Irish soil. In Ireland. So you got a Irish dirt mug. Sure. It's, it's peat. <laughs> ground up potato dribblings. Ah, you could drink coffee from it maybe once. Mm -hmm. Maybe twice. Eyes? Does it have eyes on it? It does. Oh, nice. If you cut it in half, you can plant it in the ground. It'll Sweet. grow more mugs. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, my main awesome Christmasness. Good, good. So Sounds you got, awesome. what, a jacket and what else? A jacket iPad, uh, an iPad. Yeah, I got an iPad. Ooh. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the big fancy edition. It's uh the Max iPad. No, it's the Pro, the iPad Pro, not the Max iPad. You didn't get that one that uh, who is it? Lenovo makes that's the size of like a fifty inch television. No, didn't get that one. <laughs> no, and uh, you know, got some good stuff for shaving. Uh, <laughs> really, Harry's razor stuff. Yeah, got some Doctor Squatch soap. Paranormal Guys does not endorse Harry's or Dr. Squatch. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> Although we would. 
We would if they'd like to come. If Dr. Squatch, anybody related to Dr. Squatch, like, listens to this mm-hmm. show and wants to do some advertising, I mean, we're here. Fine products. Pine tar. Right. Yeah. Smells good. Like pine tar. Yeah. You can you put it on your baseball bat, too. I did. Wash my beard with it. Did you? you beard, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, hair on my face. I'll call it beard. Whatever. I mean, you, you can have a mustache, too. No. It's not a beard. Well, I guess. I, I, I have eyebrows, mistake. those that's hair on your face. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Just pointing out the obvious. Yeah, I know. Oh, so anyway, yeah, welcome back to Paranormal Guys after that long break. Uh-huh. And uh we're we're back for the long haul of twenty seventeen. Yep. Just begun. Hopefully a bunch of cool people don't die this year. Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Dance, magic, dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but anyway there, Chadwick. Yes, sir. Why don't you uh, go on over to the old Perrin news desk? I will. Fortunately for this year, we moved it a little closer, so I don't have to uh, run all the way over there. That's right. Which is good. All I right. worried about you a couple times. I know. It's uh, hard to move that fast when you're as big as I am. Red in the face. Yeah. That little red man syndrome. All right, Don't they sir. have a show in Vegas? I think so. No, it's the Blue Man Group. Oh, you're talking about the uh, chewing tobacco. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Continue. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got a story about one of our favorite uh, cryptids we like to discuss here on the show. Chupacabra? No, well, that's that's your favorite, but it's... Mothman. Yeah, that's it. No. Oh, sweet. Oh. No, it's about Bigfoot. Oh. There's a Kentucky resident, which... You know, we do like to talk about local stuff. That's right. Who captures a Bigfoot video. A Western Kentucky resident has released a video of what he thinks could be a Bigfoot creature. We got this from... (laughs) Bigfoot creature. Yeah, we got this from Cryptozoology News, by the way. Uh, Kirk Stokes, he's 43. He told Cryptozoology News on Tuesday that he was near the Kentucky Lake when he captured the images. He said... I didn't notice the animal until I watched the video later on, Stokes explains. I was hiking and filming when I captured this from a distance of about 120 yards in thick cover. I heard grunting, snorting howls, he added about the footage. The 46-second video shows a dark primate-like figure that appears to be hiding away from the man. Hmm. But some viewers say it could very well be a bear. He said, (laughs) it's not a bear, uh, says Stokes. Not at all. If you look at it, it just doesn't have any bear stand. Now, did he say it's not a bear, or did he say it's not a bar? He said it's not. Well, according to the way this is typed up, it says it's not a bear. Bear, oh. But he did say not at all. If you look at it, it just doesn't have any bear stand. So, I mean. I don't know really what that <laughs> means, but okay. Besides, he adds, there are not many bears in those parts. Maybe in eastern Kentucky by Tennessee, this looked like one of those squatch with ears on the head, a short snout, very much like the dog man, mm. which is another favorite of ours. Dog man. The dog man is cryptid reputed to live in the northwestern quadrant of Michigan's lower peninsula, although other sightings have been reported in different locations. The beast was first reported to have been seen in 1887 by two lumberjacks who described it as having a human body and a dog's head. 1887! <laughs> That's right. In February of 2015, a woman told Cryptozoology News that she had witnessed an encounter between a group of Bigfoot and Dogman creatures. So they had a rumble. (laughs) It was what looked like some sort of 
symbiosis reminding her of the relationship between crocodiles and hippos. So basically the dog man uh, comes in, opens its mouth, and Bigfoot comes in and picks things out of his teeth to eat or something. I don't know. Okay. She described the animals as being the size of a man with pointy ears placed on top of their heads. Their bodies were reportedly covered in brown patchy hair and had human-like fingers with thick claws. The woman also released a 17-second-long video last year of what she believed to be a dogman beast. Created in 1944, the Kentucky Lake is a reservoir along the Tennessee River in Kentucky and Tennessee. So there you go, Chris. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, the beast from the land between the lakes in that area, quite frightening stuff. Yeah, and I think uh, earlier we were talking... uh... Here in a couple of shows, we may go ahead and do a show specifically mm-hmm. on the Beast of Land Between the Lakes. The LBL special. That's right. Because mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's pretty interesting. Yep. Has some really kind of creepy, morbid stories to go along with him. Weird stuff. Strange area anyway. That's right. Well, Chad. Yes, sir. Going back to what you said earlier about uh, one of our favorite cryptids here on the uh-huh. show. We'll go to, like... Our actual favorite cryptid, or mine. Your favorite, yeah. Got a story here from Mysterious Universe. And Chad, guess what, buddy? What? Possible chupacabra sightings in Puerto Rico and Texas. The hell you say? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A single dark photograph on a mysterious Facebook page of a strange creature in a city with a history of strange creatures. Sounds like a possible chupacabra sighting in Puerto Rico. A bright video, multiple witnesses, and media coverage of a strange creature that looks vaguely familiar running down the streets. Sounds like a soup chupacabra sighting in Texas. Are either of them real? One of the comments is, I just saw this at home eating a chicken. That comment was on a screenshot of a Facebook page sent to the website Inexplicata. Hold on, were they eating a chicken? I Either or. Oh, okay. I was eating chicken and saw it, or I saw it eating a chicken. Maybe both. I saw it whilst I was eating a chicken. Eating a chicken. Delicious. <laughs> uh, Inexplicata, which reports on paranormal news from Spain, South America, and the Caribbean. Uh, it indicates that the photo was taken on December 25th, 2016, at 10.31 p.m. In the Viotas sector of, oh wow, Guayama, Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. The seemingly large, shadowy creature is in front of a clothing-laden clothesline. Panty raid. Mm-hmm. That's not much to go on, except for the fact that Guiama was the location of numerous reported cow and horse mutilations in 2013, and a sighting of another alleged chupacabra described as a dark figure resembling a short-statured man with a single glowing red eye. A yellowish or bright orange color with something strange on its head and back resembling quills. That description sounds like the classic Puerto Rican chupacabra. Unfortunately, no photos appear to have been taken of this or other sightings in Guiama, nor of the mutilated livestock. So right there, I'm pausing in the story and going, thank God, it's not a freaking mangy coyote story. It's a one-eyed chupacabra. One-eyed, one-horned, spiny-backed chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Been many a dark night of... One-eyed? Accidentally ran into a one-eyed chupacabra. The sighting in El Paso was more of a classic Texas chupacabra, i.e. mangy coyote, 
that's that's my part, not the stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Local NBC affiliate News Channel 9 posted a video on January 10th of a strange creature said to be roaming in Kern Place, an El Paso suburb, and referred to it as a possible chupacabra. It also stated that there have been a number of missing pets reported in this neighborhood near the El Paso Tennis Club since November. Hmm. A lot of Pomeranians and <laughs> Shih Tzu's gone missing there. What? No. I'm just saying, near a tennis club. No. A lot of little foo-foo dogs. Taco Bell dog. Yay, yay. He ate chalupa. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Uh, it also stated that there had been a number of missing pets, like I said earlier. Uh, but then finally, as a hint for those who hadn't come to the same conclusion as most viewers of the video, it mentioned that there had been a number of coyote sightings as well. Hmm. 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 Other more skeptical media sites pointed out that the poor animal looks suspiciously like a coyote suffering from mange. And Texas Parks and Wildlife recommended anyone seeing it to stay away and call them for help. Coyote mange. It's a downfall of humanity. Were the reporters at News Channel 9 too quick to allege this might be a video of a chupacabra sighting? Is a single dark photo of a shadowy beast in an area known for strange creature sightings better evidence? The hunt for El Chupacabra continues. Wow. Chad, I'm going to show you this picture. Yeah. Now, when you first look at this, I want you I, immediately in your head, does Chupacabra or, hey, look at Doggy come to mind? Oh, it's a puppy dog. Exactly. Uh-huh. No. I don't know why all of a sudden our good old friend, the Chupacabra, once he started getting sighted in the United States, it turned into, it's a dog. Yeah, it's not nearly as exciting as the reptilian-like, gray alien-eyed, spiny-backed, flying... The alien uh, alien lizard kangaroo. Yeah, it's basically, it's like the alien uh, pet that got off the ship. Right. And, and see, that's exactly what I kind of like to think my theory on the chupacabra is. Let him out to go. It was, it was probably just some either weird experiment alien thing, or better yet, that's their pet. They parked the old UFO... Had to take them out. They opened the door. Nobody was looking, and little Fido ran out. The Winnebag FO. And they, they parked <laughs> nice. it, and they had to let him out go wee-wee. And he went out and saw a chicken, and he was gone. At least they didn't accidentally tie him to the bumper and drag him oh, along the road. He's, he's a brave little guy. Clark Griswold. <laughs> he's a brave little guy. <laughs> Probably lasted for five, <laughs> ten miles to keep up. But yeah, that when when I hear Chupacabra, that's what I think. It's, it's good old alien lizard kangaroo guy with spines and big long tongue maybe little wings under his arms you know it's not mangy coyote yeah yeah i agree not nearly as fun is it no No. all right (laughs) (laughs) i've got nothing all right so there's our news and uh Uh we've uh had a little bit of a break coming Mm -hmm. back for show the new year and you know, unfortunately, this time of the year is is known for little unfortunate business. Yeah, I think this is the time of year that becomes the icing on top of the depression for some people. Speaking of icing, yeah, mm-hmm. icing yourself. Yeah, so, well, when we come back, we're going to talk about an unusual phenomenon in Japan. Oh. Yeah, that happens near a big forest near Mount Fuji. What's the name of that forest, Chad? Agahara. <laughs> so, yeah, after we come back, uh, we will be discussing the suicide forest of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hello, hello. And like we said before the break, tonight we are talking Go Kill Yourself in the Woods. No. That'd be bad. Well. Nobody wants to kill themselves in the woods, but in Japan it but seems if you to be did. a trend. <laughs> um, Fly yeah. to Japan. Because near Mount Fuji, northwest of it actually, there are 13 and a half square miles of the Akihara, a forest so nice. thick with foliage that's known as the Sea of Trees, but there's a horrific history to this forest. Uh, it made the woods a fitting location for the spooky horror film, The Forest, if you haven't seen that yet. I have not. You should uh, take a look at it. There's also a really good documentary about the suicide forest in Japan you should check I out. I think, uh, and I mean, it may not be quite as educational as those, uh-huh. but uh, I believe there's an episode of, uh, what was Josh Gage's show? Expedition? Expedition Unknown. Unknown, I think. I think there's an episode of that that they went to the suicide forest. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, that take it for what it will, whether it's <laughs> too believable or not. That Still show cool. was entertaining. Yeah, I did. Josh Gates is kind of a funny Josh guy. Josh is fun. I met yeah. him at a convention in Lexington. So, yeah, he's pretty cool. Name dropper. Yep. St. Josh Gates, he signed a couple of pictures. How's old Bobcat doing? Ah, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> Called me the other day, he said, ah, and then he hung up. I bet he did. No, he, did. he doesn't <laughs> do that anymore. And, and if you ever meet him, don't ask him to. Don't mention it. So, uh, Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, Japan, so, now, oh, wait, yeah. one disclaimer before we get started. If at any time during the show, either one of us breaks into a really horrible Japanese accent, one, I apologize for the Japanese accent, and two, uh, mine would be only going by old kung fu movies and Mr. Miyagi, which I realize is... Neither one of those are Japanese, though. Okinawa, isn't that Japanese? Oh, Kung Fu's not. Well, Kung Fu's not, but Mr. Yeah. Miyagi, he was from well, Okinawa, was... and Okinawa's Japan, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Karate. Our, our lack of geographical that, knowledge. That'd be karate. 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 So anyway, uh, I believe what we'll do tonight is we've got a list of uh, several interesting little tidbit facts about the Okigahara. 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 <laughs> exactly. Forest. Uh-huh. And I think we're just going to run down through those and have a nice little first of the year show. Well, I can tell you that many visitors about have suicide the place to uh, <laughs> kill themselves. It is called the Suicide Forest. Uh, they walk in with no intention of ever walking back out. So we're going to talk about a few of those things today with its morbid reputation. So, now, if they go to the forest with the intention of doing it, uh-huh. is it the forest that's making them do it? Or is it just that's where people decided, hey... That's well, a good place to do it. I think the general consensus is the forest has always had kind of this weird magical aspect to it. And people that were depressed were kind of drawn there. And as more people probably killed themselves there, I think the forest is taking on this dark. So it may be one forest. of those you might be considering it going there. But if you go into the forest, the forest itself might kind of be like, hey, hey, go in. Yeah. Well, maybe there's just enough. Uh, uh, spirits there that kind of push you to join them. All your that? friends are doing it. Yeah, club. It's a club. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, it's one of the most popular suicide destinations in the world. Popular. So a lot of people do. I know that uh, in watching a documentary on it, they actually have signs put up that tell you to you know call for help. People love you. You're cared about. They they try to encourage people that they they monitor it. And they I know there's some cameras up there now. Um, they're trying to watch people going in and make sure they get to them before right. they can. I mean, because literally it's such a big, thick forest. People can just stroll in and you might walk 
off a path 20 feet and find a body. How do they know it's a suicide forest and not a uh, rampant Japanese Bigfoot forest that people go into and Bigfoot just well, also? They're, they're not finding any dismembered people or giant Bigfoot steps. So, you Have know. you ever seen, uh, what's the one movie, uh, Audition? Maybe yeah. maybe Japanese Bigfoot isn't the rip you to shreds. He's the uh, little injection in your neck, kill you, Bigfoot. I uh, somehow don't think that happened. No. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> we uh, digress. <laughs> well, the stats on the suicide uh, forest, the, the rates vary in part because it's so lush that uh, some corpses can go undiscovered for years, or might even be forever lost. Uh, they estimate as many as a hundred people a year have successfully killed themselves there. Wow. So that's the pretty high it's yeah, really little, high yeah <laughs> for basically a big you know be like we had a state park here that was 20 miles down the road and you just nobody went to it because everybody that did go there you trip yeah. over a dead body you're going there for a reason <laughs> yeah and of course you know japan has a long tradition of suicide self-inflicted death doesn't carry the same uh stigma in this nation as it does in others uh seppuku a samurai ritual uh suicidal and thought to be honorable dates back to feudal Japan. And while the practice is no longer the norm, it has left a mark. Vestiges of the seppuku culture can be seen today in the way suicide is viewed as a way of taking responsibility, said Yoshiro Cho, or I'm sorry, Yoshin Ori Cho, author of Why Do People Commit Suicide? And the director of the psychiatry department at Tokyo University in Kawasaki, Kanagawa. Ah, mm. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, Japan does have one of the highest suicide rates in the world. They do um, go through a lot of stress, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people in Japan. Uh, the global financial crisis of 2008 made matters worse, resulting in a 2,645 recorded suicides in 2009. Wow, uh, 15% increase from the previous year. The numbers reached their peak in March. The end of Japan's financial year in 2011, the executive director of a suicide prevention hotline told Japan Times the callers most frequently cited mental health and family problems as a reason for contemplating suicide. But behind that are other issues such as financial problems or losing their job. So, you know, as bad as you think things might be here for somebody, uh, imagine all that extra stress and the constant push that Japan does. So, they found a place in this serene forest to just go and, you know, do make weird in. sounds with their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do themselves in. Oh. Uh, suicide prevention attempts include surveillance and positive posts. Because of the high suicide rate, Japan's government enacted a plan of action that aims to reduce such rates by 20% within the next seven years. Part of those measures include posting security cameras at the entrance of the forest and increasing patrols. Suicide counselors and police have also posted signs on various paths throughout the forest that offer messages like think carefully about your children, your family, and your life is a precious gift from your parents. So, you know, if you're going to think about killing yourself, think about your parents. Okay. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> uh, it's naturally eerie in the forest. Uh, eerie. Bad, bad reputation aside, there's no place for a leisurely stroll. The forest trees Organically twist and turn, the roots winding across the forest floor and treacherous threads. Because of its location at the base of the mountain, the ground is uneven, rocky, and perforated with hundreds of caves. But more jarring than its tricky terrain is the feeling of isolation created from the stillness. 
The trees are too tightly packed for wind to whip through, and the wildlife is sparse. One visitor described the silence as chasms of emptiness. She added, I cannot emphasize enough the absence of sound. My breath sounded like a roar. So here you have this just compressed area with all these trees shoved together. You get in there. If you're not on a path, it's really easy to lose your way. Yeah. Um, and you're in there with your own, you know, left victim to your own thoughts. You set up your tent. Maybe you hear whispering all night. Son, do it, do it, do it. You know, nobody cares. Nobody loves you. You don't. You're listening to Judas you. Priest songs yeah, in reverse. That's right, in oh. reverse. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're uh, out there for these tree food for these trees that apparently thrive on a. Uh, dead human flesh. So the trees kill you? I probably could. I don't know. Kind of an evil dead thing. Beats me. I haven't heard any stories about the trees killing anybody, but people are killing themselves in this forest. So you go out there, you're depressed. It's strangely quiet. No animals. No friendly bunnies to come and remind you why life's worth living. Next wow. thing you know. Friendly bunnies. Friendly bunnies. Uh, and with trees, you know, death by hanging. Mm. It seems to be the most popular method, so they found one of the most painful and excruciating ways to try and kill themselves. Because unless you're getting dropped through a trap door where it snaps your neck instantly, yeah, you're going to suffer quite a bit from that. Yeah, uh, the second is said to be poisoning, and uh, or they just do a drug overdose. So you've gone out there with your sleeping pills if you're not going to bother to harm them. So not really a big. Uh firearm-related suicidey place. Well, considering you can't have a gun in Japan. Oh, well, okay, yeah. yeah. The police don't even carry guns. That is true. And you can't have a sword, so you can't go out there and just, you know, fall on your sword. Um, There was a novel that was put out that popularized this uh, dark tradition. In 1960, the Japanese writer Seiko Matsumoto released the tragic novel Kuroi Jukai, which is a heartbroken lover retreats into the sea of trees to end her life. The romantic imagery has proved a seminal and sinister influence on Japanese culture. Also looped into this lore, the complete suicide manual, which dubs Akihara the perfect place to die. The book has been found among the abandoned possessions of various suicide forest visitors. So much to Japanese tradition and their intellect, they even research That's right. where the best place to go die is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So chances are there's never going to be a uh, remote uh, paranormal guys live from the suicide force. You wouldn't catch my ass in that woods after dark <laughs> for good money. How good of money? Uh, I mean, it'd have to be up there in the six figures kind of thing. I might consider. So it. if paranormal guys gets an offer of like retirement money uh-huh. level to come over to the suicide forest to do a show, mm-hmm. we're up. We are. You know, as hokey as the Blair Witch Project was, and as much as I can sit there in the theater What do you mean, hokey? You know what I mean. It was crap. What? Yeah, there's a lot of people who thought it wasn't, but the original Blair Witch... Sir, that is true, honest-to-goodness found footage. uh Uh-huh. Anyway, (gasps) at some point in the night in that forest, I would start (laughs) to think... You'd have to pee. (laughs) I would start to think that crap was going to happen. Next thing you know, somebody's coming up and tapping on the side of the tent, and then I'd be done. I would love that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. You're a bigger coward than I've ever been. I, I'm sure you But would. I think I could get over part of it if I knew that you were so terrified of something like that. I think I could I could get through my being terrified by 
thinking it was funny that you're terrified. <laughs> I doubt it. I probably wouldn't have time to be scared because you'd keep asking, what's that? What's that noise? Change your what's going on? What's going on? I can't. I'd take some Valium. I wouldn't leave any electronics, though. They're all coming back. That's right. You can't leave the mics. I know. You know what they need out there? What's that? Drones. Oh, wow. If they had some anti-suicide For, forest drone Okay, robots, okay. What would a drone do that would be anti-suicide drones? Well, remember, these are Japanese drones, so they're going to transform into, into a robot, a robot oh. and actually stop the person and carry them out. <laughs> yeah. Stop, citizen. <laughs> you cannot kill yourself. You're loved. One shall stand. Think one, of your One parents. shall wait. No. <laughs> Bad idea. And then there's the evil drones that come in and go ahead, kill yourself. No one cares. It's over. <laughs> All right, moving on, Chad. I've got <laughs> some little tidbits here. Uh, we're gonna get so many hate mail. The novel you were talking about, Chad, that yes, wasn't the start of the forest's uh, dark legacy. Oh, Ubasute is a brutal form of euthanasia that translates roughly to abandoning the old woman an uncommon practice only resorted to in desperate times of famine, where a family would lessen the amount of mouths to feed by leading an elderly relative to a mountain or similarly remote and rough environment to die, not by means of suicide, but by dehydration, starvation, or exposure. Some insist this was not a real occurrence, but rather grim folklore. Regardless, stories of the Sea of Trees being a site for such abandonment have been long part of the mythos. Cool. So a little Logan's Run action. Wow. They'd run across some sort of mutagen out there in the forest. They would have been like geriatric mutant ninja turtles. We apologize for Chad's lack of sensitivity. At the... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> just saying. And Chad, I mean, uh, this one I believe goes without saying, but here's a shocker. Uh-huh. The suicide force may be haunted. What? <laughs> you know about what by? Simatra? <laughs> yeah, we don't want any angry Japanese no, ghost. No, kid ghost, Japanese kid ghost, uh-uh. Some believe the ghosts, or yurei, of those abandoned by Ubasute, and the mournful spirits of the suicidal linger in the woods. Folklore claims that they are vengeful, dedicated to tormenting visitors and luring those that are sad and lost off the path. Mm-hmm. Ghosts wanting you to do it. You're already thinking about doing it. Mm-hmm. No happy fuzzy bunnies to make you not want to do it. No, you need some sort of fuzzy bunny, preferably one that can fly. As of yet, no transforming anti-suicide drones. Tell me that's the answer. And you know, the, <laughs> here's another little uh, little tidbit for you. They have annual searches in the forest. Uh, oh, you said annual. Sorry. Annual. An, an, annual an, searches. Annual. Okay. Since 1970. Huh. Uh, there are volunteers who do, patrol, who do patrol the area, making interventional efforts. However, these annual endeavors are not intended to rescue people, but to recover their remains. So they call the Suicide Squad? Police and volunteers trek through the sea of trees to bring bodies back to civilization for a proper burial. In recent years, the Japanese government has declined to release the number of corpses recovered from these gruesome searches. But in the early 2000s, 70 to 100 were uncovered each year. Hmm. You get that job. That's a lot. What? 
Not no, not that I want it. I'm just saying, is that punishment? They're like, hey, guess what? You stole a candy bar from the grocery store. Guess what you get? I don't think over there it's like where you see the van pulled up with a sheriff vehicle behind it, and the people are picking up garbage on the side. Community of the road. service. I think it's completely different for Japan. I'm just saying. I think they're just over there saying, you know what? Would can you imagine if you like camped out in those? Like you were a regular yearly camper in those woods. And if does that exist even? I believe so, Chad, because <laughs> the next point on the list, uh-huh. people like to bring tents into the forest. Camping is allowed in the area, but visitors who bring a tent with them are believed to be undecided on their suicide attempt. Some will camp for days, debating their fates. People on prevention patrol will gently speak with such campers, entreating them to leave the forest. Hey, uh, you, uh, you're doing okay in there. You, you're all right. You need to, yeah, you, you, uh, need, you want drink? So what? <laughs> so wait, here's what we do. We, we're, we're going to go to Japan. We're going to do a live paranormal guys from the suicide forest. Uh-huh. But we're going to go there just like we're going to a state park to camp. Yeah. And we're taking a tent. We're going to take a barbecue grill cooler and we're just gonna sit out there acting like we're campers having a good old time and see if one of these patrols will come up and like be like uh what you doing see you got a hot dog <laughs> you got hot dog there <laughs> oh, like a hot dog you're like yeah we got hot dogs uh, you share a hot dog the only problem with uh camping there chad uh-huh says the suicide forest is so thick that some visitors have to use tape to avoid getting lost <laughs> they just lead a little pathway in scotch tape that's you know, why that's why you get lost you use scotch tape it's, it's invisible. invisible yeah i mean you're not you're not finding your way back out you can see nothing yeah then you have the the crafty people that make they never buy their own tape they just uh-huh. go out to the suicide forest and wait for people to use tape and then they steal it just take it and re-roll it <laughs> free tape <laughs> cheaper um yeah it says uh volunteers who search the area for bodies and those considering suicide typically mark their way with plastic ribbon that they'll loop around trees in this leafy labyrinth. Otherwise, one could easily lose their bearings after leaving the path and become fatally lost. Now, okay, if you're a volunteer who's out there searching, great, leave some tape. But if you're going to go out and commit suicide, what? I don't think you really need to know how to find your way out. Mm -hmm. So why are the people going to commit suicide going, oh, I'll leave this tape, so... You earlier you were talking about uh they had lines to call for help and things like that. Uh-huh. Well, there's a downfall to that. You may not be able to. No cell service. Rich with magnetic iron, the soil of the suicide forest plays havoc on cell phone service, GPS systems, and even compasses. You know, I wonder that that brings up an interesting point because a lot of people that uh, claim they see things that are paranormal or have paranormal experiences are around strong magnetic fields. Exactly. So I'm wondering if that area, if because of those magnetic fields, it doesn't help to increase the number of suicides in the forest. It may. But they say that's why some people believe that the, there are demons in the park is because of that feature. Magnetic demons. Magnetic demons. Huh. All you got to do is carry a sheet of metal. It'd be Deep. interesting to see if any of the ley lines that are Demon attacks, exist. you just throw the metal and then you go... Refrigerator magnets. I can't get away from it. Yeah. Wonder if there's any ley lines that run through there. I don't know. Huh. Be interesting to see. But Chad, you know, not not everyone who goes there is going there to die. Uh huh. Locals lament that this natural wonder is known first and foremost for its lethal allure. Still, 
Tourists can take in gorgeous views of Mount Fuji and visit Nor- Narusawa Ice Cave. Oh, well, those all sound like pluses. I think I'm going to get my uh, I Survived the Narusawa Ice Cave t-shirt soon. <laughs> I went to a Japanese ice hole. <laughs> and, all I, got was and a... all I got was a t-shirt. Man, I went to Japan and all I saw was a giant ice hole. In all seriousness, I wonder... Yeah, okay, it's got the reputation for being the suicide forest, bad things go on, but like that last little point mentioned, there are tourist site uh-huh. type deals there. Wonder, and I've never seen this or heard anything about this anytime you hear about the, the suicide forest. Wonder how many people a year actually go there as a tourist and not for the, oh, hey, we're paranormal investigators, we're looking at the the suicide forest, but a we're here to see the trees and the ice cave and the, what is it? Distinctive lava plateau. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, yeah, that makes me think too. Cause I thought about this when we were talking about doing this story is, um, you know how I'd always talked about wanting to get all those missing four one one books. Right. And all the people that just go to national parks and just end up vanishing. vanishing. Yeah. Like how many actual people just vanish in the forest that weren't. Yeah. didn't go to commit suicide, but just went in and like they said, they just it's didn't come out. really freaking easy to get lost yeah. bad. In there. Yeah. If you want to talk about a place where maybe some weird cryptid could, could hide out and live. <clears throat> Japanese Bigfoot. And you know, there's plenty. Like to I eat. said, there'd be plenty to eat in there. One last little, uh, tidbit here, Chad. Uh huh. And this is probably the part that would keep us from doing a show from there. Yes. It says, going off the path can lead to ghastly discoveries. Mm. The internet is littered with disturbing images from the suicide forest, from abandoned personal effects snared in the undergrowth to human bones and even more grisly remains strewn across the forest floor or dangling from branches. So if you dare to venture into this forbidding forest, do as the signs suggest and stay on the frickin' path. <laughs> Don't stray from the path, sir. That would be our luck. We go to do a show there and set up camp and, you know, you're like middle of the night. What is, I think I'm on a rock. There's something keeps poking me in the it's back. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a finger. Teeth. So, yeah, I mean. I kind of feel like a body's touching me. Once again. Rockwell, yay. <laughs> I think you kind of, you kind of have to look at, stuff like this approach it with a little bit of humor i mean i'd have because, to it would wow because <laughs> how how many a year did they say when you read that earlier like suicides happening 100 people yeah i mean if you sit and think about man there's there's this forest in japan where people go to kill themselves mm-hmm. that's you gotta look at that a little bit with some humor, that's going to bring you down. Well, and yeah, and it's weird because, I mean, I can't think of any other place in the world that has a a suicide spot. I mean, no. people kill themselves in the United States all well, the yeah, time. Well, yeah, you hear, but, oh, they jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge or something. And what? That's one every 10 years or something crazy what, like that. Some, a lot of those survive after they just hit the water. Yeah. But you just, you, there's not a place in the States that I'm aware of, if any, if any of our listeners out there are, Please let me know where people just converge to off themselves. Just off themselves, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully, you know, (laughs) you or anyone you know is not planning or 
thinking about going to the old suicide forest. If anybody in your family's been saving up money for a ticket to Japan, even though they're unemployed a and they're one really, way ticket really, to Japan. they're really, really stressed. No, no, go to see Mount Fuji. Think about that. Yeah. They bring up Mount Fuji and everything, the apples they eat. I don't know, whatever. Just, you know, be aware. Play with their mashed potatoes when they eat, and they go, this, this means, means something. something. <laughs> That's right. It's Mount Fuji. It's not been building a mountain of mashed potatoes with a, with a straight razor. Wow. Yeah. Sorry Chad went so dark for this episode, everybody. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, I, you know, I know it's bad to say, if, but... There's suicide prevention lines. There's people to talk to. There's always somebody to talk to. So my thing is with suicide is like, if you're going to do it, nobody's going to stop you. Yeah. You're going to find a way to do it. But, you know, I've known a lot of people that have been down and you can really just talking to somebody make a big difference. Yeah. Guess what? It gets better. Yeah. I mean, one way or another, it gets better. Don't take yourself out of the game because you're a little especially depressed one day. You know, just, it gets better. Yeah, this is true. Too too many cool things out there to look forward to and do and see. And, That's right. You know, too many nice people to uh, get to know. That's right. I mean, <laughs> heck, think about it. The main reason right now is every year we got a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> There's something to live for. I mean, hey, and Even- eventually, you know, they're going to have to do a Boba Fett origin story even, so right there is the main reason don't do off yourself man that boba fett movie's coming up even though rogue one didn't do very well in china just saying <laughs> why is that chad i don't know it just it's what i saw the other day it said rogue one box office crapped out well you know china. why rogue one didn't do well in china no because one person saw it oh and then it was torrented <laughs> probably <laughs> like crazy yep the one guy they all vote to go out and record right. it. Uh, 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 your turn to see movie. <laughs> yeah, take camera. <laughs> and at least focus it and hold it straight when you do that there, bud. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so, Chris. Yes, Chad. Dark forest in Japan. Dark, creepy, stabby. Full of ghosts. Ghostly, magnetic soil. Bodies. and With some, with some good views of Mount Fuji. Yeah. So, very interesting. <laughs> I encourage people that want to learn a little bit more. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, I encourage people to go visit. No, no. Oh. I mean, if you're in Japan, <laughs> if I was in Japan, I won't lie. I'd drive to it. I'd go out. I'd drive past around. it. I'd probably look in the edges of the forest. Right. Go, I could still one, see my go, car. Go one tree in. Be yeah. like, yep, I was in that uh, forest. rental car is still right there. One I of those were like, you, it. you know, you drive across the border. So you can be like, yeah, I've been to Canada. Yeah, I went like... I went, uh, I've been to Mexico. I went 14 feet in from the parking area where the rental car was, and the rental car was always within yeah. view all yeah. the time. <laughs> I didn't go any further than the uh, than the uh, keyless entry would work. We didn't go uh, any time that was after 12 noon. Nope. So there's no chance of the sun going down real fast like it does in movies. Yeah, it had to be between... 10 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon. There you go. We were, <laughs> and we took uh, one of the park officials with us because nothing ever seems to happen when they're there. And a guard dog. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't want to take the dog because then something might happen to the dog and I'd feel bad. The dog would bark and run off in the woods at something and then it would never come back and be like, oh. Yeah, but it wouldn't be you. Well, I still wouldn't want anything to happen to the dog. Same thing like with zombies. You know, you, you shoot somebody in the knee and then the zombies are after him and not you. So cra- yeah, crazy but... Japanese kid ghosts 
wanting you, you to kill yourself in the forest or going after the dog instead of you. Well, still don't want to get a dog. One of them was a really mean dog. Still don't want to get a dog. That liked to bite children. No, don't need a dog. And uh, dolphin. We get a dolphin out there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because dolphins are just... I hate dolphins. Not very nice. <laughs> yeah. They're the they therapist have, of the sea. They have these caves. Look those up. Look up Dolphin Cave and see what you find. Any suggestion Chad has on Paranormal Guys is uh, up to your own discretion whether to actually do it or not. <laughs> yeah, but look it up. You know what else you should look up, Chad? What? Paranormalguys.com. That's true. You could go there and listen to the show. You could fill out a form to get an uh, email reminder whenever a new show drops. You can send us an email. You can see photos. What else, Chad? Stories. I do like to hear some <laughs> listener stories. There's a little tab you can uh, donate to us on there that's, if you so choose. That's true. If Fund want, our trip to Japan. Want to spread the wealth? Please <laughs> do so. You can also find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash guys. I yep. hope. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and give us a like there. Chad posts some really interesting things from time to time on our old Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, you can also go to William Blanchard's website at facebook.com slash William Blanchard soundtrack. Uh, William is the gentleman that provides the music for the show. Musical genius. There you go. He is a musical genius, and we appreciate everything he does for the show, and we appreciate all of our listeners and everything you guys do and yeah. listen. And Thanks, everybody that listens to the show. Continue to uh, follow the show, and uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Hope yeah. you had a great holiday season, and uh, just the best for 2017 to everybody out there. Exactly. And, Chad? Yes, sir. First time of the year. Uh-huh. Have a paranormal week.